If you could have a guide, someone to help you tell your story, give you the tools to reach your ideal customer, lead you to living your dreams and turning a profit, would you follow it? Everyone, every passion has a place in this world, and each has the potential to be unstoppable. It's time to buckle up and tune in to your personal strategist, life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chapin Start. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the studio this gorgeous Wednesday afternoon. I don't know where you're listening from right now, but here in Atlanta, the sky is blue. The trees are turning this beautiful bright green, and it's inspiring. So we're here today, though, to talk about powerful brand messaging. What's in that mix for you and your business? Why do I talk about these things? Because that's what I do. My name is Lindy Chafin-Start, and I am the owner and creative director here at Unstoppable Start Studios. And this is what I do. I help small businesses strategize and plan and create brilliant marketing. And messaging is a huge piece of that. Um, your brand message includes a unique value proposition, a brand promise, key messages that are used in your PR, advertising, and product promotion. But how do you write to reach your target? We've talked about how to determine who your targets are, how to sort of brainstorm their personas, but how do you reach them? What does it take? It's a good question, right? So um, that is, that's the key to what we're talking about today. So let's kind of step back and take a look <clears throat> at your brand for a minute. Well, we'll pick one to play with. Um, we've often used coffee, empanadas, um, leather purses. We've talked about Lauren and antidepressant profile. We talked about that last week or a couple of weeks ago. And what we're trying to do or what I'm trying to do with this specific series of shows is to, to show you. You have multiple targets and each one of those targets hears a message differently, sees a message differently, perceives it differently, right? So you have to be able to speak to that. You don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to create like 20 different campaigns a month unless you just really want to blow your budget all at once. But small businesses don't have that kind of money. We just don't. I'm in that boat. That's the whole reason I started this. I have a small business. I've learned through trial and error. I know what works and what doesn't. So I've also found that it's very important to work through these steps in order to get the right marketing in front of the right people. So recently we talked about creating those audience personas. We call them portraits, profiles. Um, it's kind of like character development if you're working on a novel. And 
messaging is kind of the same way. Um, you think about it, you can walk someone through the hero's journey. There has to be an overarching theme, right? But there are these downs and ups and proof that this is going to work and outcomes. We're going to talk more about that, but that's kind of the overall how this messaging thing works. So, all right. So I want to talk about this for a minute. Your brand message is going to include your unique value proposition. So let's let's go ahead and talk about that. What does that look like? Some examples are, here's Evernote, feel organized without the effort. That's pretty powerful, right? <laughs> feel organized without the effort. Evernote helps you capture and prioritize ideas, projects, and to-do lists so nothing falls through the cracks. This sounds like a great app for my friend Max. Geekdom is a collaborative co-working space in San Antonio, Texas, in the heartbeat of the startup ecosystem. The heartbeat of the startup ecosystem. Isn't that true? Don't we all need a space to start in? Absolutely. The new standard in online payments. New standard. Wow, that's powerful, but what is it? It's online payments. Okay, so who's it for? Stripe. Imagine. Stripe is the best software platform for running an Internet business. We handle billions of dollars every year for forward-thinking businesses around the world. They're showing you how they are the best. They handle billions of dollars every year for forward-thinking businesses around the world. Forward-thinking. Who are they trying to capture? Those people who are thinking outside the box, right? I don't have to run this through my bank. I don't have to create a merchant portal. I can just do it. Zip, zam, zoom with Stripe. So it's powerful stuff, right? It's this unique value proposition. Here's another one. Make your emails unforgettable. <laughs> Unstoppable, unforgettable. They make me happy. They're happy words. Um, this is Campaign Monitor. There's a reason why more than 250,000 businesses worldwide trust Campaign Monitor to power their email marketing. Well, apparently Campaign Monitor can make my emails unforgettable. So, sure. I would check that out. How are they going to do that? That's when you dig into the messaging, right? So those are your unique value propositions, just some examples. So here's what you have to know. What product or service are you selling? What's the end benefit of using it? Who's your target customer for this product or service? What makes your offering unique and different? Hmm. All right, let's go back and look at these examples. Feel organized with little effort. Okay. I mean, I think we just answered all four of those questions with, what is that, five words? 
a new standard in online payments. That one struggles a little bit, but it's there. Make your emails unforgettable. What? We've covered email marketing, the benefit of using it. Let's reach our target customer. And how does that how is this product different and unique? Unforgettable emails. Unforgettable. That's a pretty powerful word. So they used it, right? All right. So another piece of this is your brand promise. <laughs> uh, it must convey, comp I'm sorry, it must convey a compelling benefit. Sure. Uh, it must be authentic and credible. Now, you all know I teach, I preach and teach authenticity and transparency. And it must be kept every time. So don't promise something you can't stand behind. And there are many different ways to accomplish this. It doesn't have to be, mm, it's going to happen. We promise. We never break a promise. <laughs> it's, even though it's called a brand promise, sometimes stuff happens. So that's why the guarantee exists. The money back guarantee. So let's let's take a look at some um, brands promise samples. Now you guys know I've used FedEx over and over and over again. I think it's pretty sharp, right? Your package will get there overnight, guaranteed. That's a that's a promise, and it's a promise they can keep because they guarantee it. If your package doesn't get there, what happens? Do you get your money back? It's a thought, right? Apple, own the coolest, easiest to use, cutting edge. There's so many hyphens in the sentence. <laughs> coolest, easiest to use, cutting edge phones, computers, and other consumer electronics. You too can have these things. You can own them for a pretty penny, and they're the coolest. There's, there's a promise there. They really are. They are very easy to use. They are always pretty much cutting edge. McKinsey and Company, hire the best minds in management consulting. This company has their hands in the muck and the mire that is candidates today. <laughs> and they can provide you with the best minds in management consulting. makes sense, right? About Linda, high quality training that's affordable and convenient. Now, uh, you've I've preached Linda all the time too. Absolutely high quality training that's affordable and convenient. On demand classes, 25 bucks a month, unlimited access. Absolutely. I think they do live by that promise. And IDEO, industrial design for companies that want to innovate. Innovative industrial design. That's a pretty unique promise, right? Compelling benefit, authentic, credible, and must be kept. Pretty big words, lots of big promises. So, this is, as always, going to be that quick blush at how we create 
these words, how we use our words to create these messages, what the components are, how to get from point A to point B to point wherever we end up. How do we reach those people that we've taken the time to map out on that giant paper, what they look like. Lauren keeps coming to mind. I was thinking about Lauren earlier. And she'll come up. Lauren was our example, recall, in the, I believe it was a Latuda commercial when we were talking about, um, what were we talking about? Oh, creating audience profiles. We backed into an audience profile using Lauren as an example. And she just keeps, I mean, there's a way. You, you just see the theme over and over and over again. And once you start to put the pieces of the puzzle together, it starts to make much, much more sense. So when you understand that if you're going to create quality marketing, quality advertising, appealing advertising, let's think about how we're going to reach those people. Who are the, what are we selling? Who are the people we're trying to reach? How is our product going to benefit these people? And what makes us unique and different? What sets us apart from the competition? Those are the key factors in this messaging initiative. Messaging, words, visuals. Think about what it is that strikes you and where it strikes you. Are you driving down the road looking at billboards? Are you listening to the radio, watching TV? Does a video pop up when you open up Facebook? Hop onto YouTube for a minute? Sidebar ads? Body ads? Newspaper? Magazine? What stands out to you? Think about that. Create a profile for yourself. It's a great starting point. I mean, after all, you know what your values are. You know what your favorite quote is. You know where you get your information. You know what you pay attention to. Right? So start a profile for yourself. Have a launching point. And then, and then look at your other, who's going to be interested in my product? Who are these people and how am I going to reach them? It's already time for our first break. It breaks my heart. <laughs> But we're going to be back. You're listening to Lindy Chapin Start on Unstoppable on the Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736. 
or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. And welcome back. You're listening to Lindy Chafin Start on Unstoppable. And today we are talking about brand messaging and creating these brand messages, your unique value proposition, your brand promise, your key messages, how to make them powerful, how to challenge yourself to use your words and to reach your targets. Well, before we get back into this, I want to um, share with you, you're welcome to visit my website, www.unstoppablestart.com. There's a little contact form down there. If you have any issues with your advertising, marketing, want to talk through um, how to reach your target audience or change up your message, maybe reposition a little bit, or if you're just on the fence trying to decide what kind of business you you want to start and how to reach your market, give me a shout. I'm here to help. First 30 minutes is on me, so give me a call. All right, so we're going to get back into our conversation. Um, the next piece of this, and this is the most dynamic piece of this, uh, is creating your key messages. And there are many different ways to do this, and we'll we'll get around to what that looks like. Um, in the past, I've used, you know, the claim, the fact, the example sort of grid, but um, but there are other ways to do it too. So we're going to talk about why you need them and how to understand the pieces and parts, the dynamic of them, what you need to know to create them, which is your, you know, the features of a great message, how to appeal to emotion, how not to use numbers and how to use numbers because <laughs> they can, numbers can be eternal. This is Marketing 101. So if you guys have taken Marketing 101, you remember, it's probably the first chapter of the textbook <laughs> that said 99 cents is much more appealing than a dollar. Remember that? Marketing 101. So be careful with numbers. You have to be willing to adapt. There's a rule of three. Don't forget that. And then test, test, test. It's so important. Practice, practice, practice. And then you have different formats. So Frank Luntz said, there's a simple rule. You say it again, and 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 then again, and then again, and again, and again, and again. And about the time that you're absolutely sick of saying it is about the time that your target audience has heard it for the first time. That is so true. So I'll give you a good example of this in email marketing. There's the rule of seven. Um, it typically takes seven communications with a potential customer to build enough trust for them to take a next step. This is where email marketing has made itself a priority in the world. And it's also why you get 150 million different emails when you give somebody your data. Now, <laughs> that's why they don't sign up for no reason. Um, seven emails just to get a conversation started. Now, what do people need to see in those seven emails? That's part of your messaging. The introduction, what makes you you, how your product can help them. But wait. Here's a tip 
stop the presses. Send them a postcard. You know me. I'm going to shake it up every time. Um, they want to know what other people think of your product. So seven pieces of information. White paper, freebie might be included in that. Discount might be included towards the end. Seven pieces of information to drive them to that next step towards conversion. That just gets them from the marketing pipeline into the sales pipeline, people. It's you're not going to go out, put up a website, and if you build it, they will come. I love Catherine Costner. I love the smoothie, and I love that phrase. Three little hearts. You can see it right now, pop in my head. But marketing doesn't work that way. It might, if it looks seamless, if you're on the outside looking in, and it looks like a company's being just amazing. They make it look so simple. It's because they've done the legwork. All right, so let's talk through that legwork. <laughs> oh, goodness. So much. All right. When you create your messages, there are three things you need to keep in mind. They need to be clear. That means no jargon, no technical stuff, and they have to be relevant. All right, so stop right there for a second. Clear. Now think about, we'll say, we'll just use the rule of seven today. You have seven audience targets varying in ages from age 17 to 72. How many generations do you have there? I think that 72 might be on the very end of the traditionalist. So four. Four generations you're dealing with. Four different ways just up front that people receive messages. So how are you going to make that message relevant to each one of those people? Okay, so there's the clear with a little bit <laughs> with a little bit of added twist. Okay, concise. Deliver your key messages in seven to eight seconds. Really is I mean if you're dealing with internet digital, you're talking about Less than that, two to three. So you better make sure that key message is quick. Billboards, you know, you get what I'm where I'm going. You want assonance to convey your message very clearly, very quickly. Consistency. Make them consistent. They have to be repeated if they're going to sink in. All right, so y'all know from the last couple of shows that my friend Max likes to listen and he loves to torture me via text while um, while I am sharing things with you and he's doing the same thing today. I have challenged him to come to the studio and sit with me in a show. Do you think he will take me up on that? We'll see. Okay. Talking about concise, being concise... You want a lot of control over the message that your audience hears. Don't be like me. Practice what I preach. Don't do what I do. Um, If you have a long, rambling answer that you're sharing with someone, 
you're giving them too much control. They have the ability at that point, and if you give it to them, the incentives to respond. And that response, you know, you don't want to give people time to think. <laughs> so make sure it's concise and it's quick. Repeating your key messages goes exactly to what Mr. Lunt says. You have to keep repeating them. It's the same reason when you do the email over and over again. Share different information. Share the same messages. Sometimes it's seven times, sometimes it's ten, sometimes it's a hundred. But repetition, repetition strengthens a frame. Now, here's a, <laughs> here's a laugh. Um, you have to be really clear, and if y'all got my diatribe last week on, uh, oh, who was it, Our Time, and their little group trying to talk to a bunch of 50-plus folks, um, don't make your audience feel stupid. <laughs> Just don't do it. Know your audience and talk to them the way you would talk to somebody sitting across your, from you on, at a table who is in the exact same demographic. Listen to them. Take a few minutes. Get to know them. How are you going to do that? You create your audience profiles. You imagine having a conversation with these people. And then you talk to them based on how they like to be talked to. Talked with, not talked at, and not made to feel stupid. So, I'm 47 years old. I'm right there on the cusp of the hour time usage. That's their favorite demographic, 50 plus, right? I know how to use a, start, a smartphone. I know how to use a dating app. I can swipe left and right just like everybody else. I'm not stupid, just because I have a little gray hair. Okay. Um, now, <laughs> appealing to emotion. And we've talked about this. We talked about this last week. I believe it was last week when we were talking about creating your audience profiles. Part of that is knowing what your audience pain points are. We know what drives them. We know what their values are. Like in Lauren's case, one of her values was family. She wanted to be a productive member of society. She wanted to, you know, family was important. Her career was important. Um, and her pain points, of course, with this new medication, we perceive might be cost, effectiveness, side effects. So how do you appeal to that emotion? very important okay um, numbers numbers are always fun so this is this is such a great example um, but numbers are those things that help tell a story right you share a percentage you share a number so when you're working with percentages you want to say instead of 82% period point blank 82% instead say more than 80% See the difference? Instead of saying between 18 and 
you should say maybe about a third. Sometimes it's good to use precision, sometimes it's not. Something to think about. Um, use two-thirds and not 67%. Use almost 100 years ago, not 95 years ago. You see where I'm going with this? It just helps draw a little bit more attention to where that is. You don't have to get into proving facts at this point. You're giving you're giving facts without giving details. Okay. More than six thousand people, not sixty three hundred people. Don't overload your audience with numbers. It can be very distracting. Messaging is the same. You're selling something. You kind of have to stick to that thought. <laughs> now, we're going to get right back on that thought as soon as we come back from break. Thank you for listening to Unstoppable here on Inspired Choices Network. You're listening to Lindy Chafin Start, and we'll be back in just a minute. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. And welcome back. You're listening to Lindy Chafin Start on Unstoppable. And we're going to have to just run right on through these other points. Otherwise, we're not going to get to them. Um, okay, so the next part of creating these key messages, um, frames, narrative, and persuasion. It's important to understand. So what is a frame? Um, a frame is a psychological term. It is um, 
how your mind relates to a word, a concept, things of that nature, okay? So uh, your brain, because of your life experience, is programmed around these pre-existing frames. So just a really basic example would be restaurant. When you hear the word restaurant, what do you think? What 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 words come to mind? What images come to mind? Well, food, sure, waiter, waitress, knife, fork, kitchen table, menus. That's a frame. So it's playing on somebody's existing experience. Now, if I go back to the Lauren example, the Latuda Lauren example, um, we can see a number of different themes that come out in her story. Currently, she's struggling with depression. Her career, her love of painting has fallen by the wayside. Her daughter does not have a mom to engage with. Her husband is missing his wife. She's not an active part of the community. She's not doing what she loves. She gets advice from the doctor, starts the medication. She gets these things back. It's evocative. What comes to mind? Do, do her frames parallel your frames? Is there something that you love that you can't do because you could potentially be depressed? Is there someone you want to spend time with that you find yourself unable to spend time with because you are suffering from depression? Do you need a solution? Would you like to have those things back? Get it? That's where they're going. So that's a frame. Um, another, you know, kind of an example of the emotional push toward this is um, think about pro-life versus pro-choice. They're the exact same thing. But emotionally, pro-choice feels like an effort to shop, where pro-life is a moral concept, right? Um, before you start working on your messages, make sure you have a narrative in place. Now, a narrative, there's lots of different definitions of this, creating a story, story, narrative. Um, but your narrative is in a campaign a story that's designed to persuade the audience. People are presented as characters like Lauren, and they're shown in pursuit of a goal that expresses their values. It's a great example. I mean, Latuda is like the most basic example I can think of. Beginning to end, you see Lauren's story. You see it in a lot of college commercials, too. Um, if you've ever paid attention to University of Phoenix or any of those, University of Phoenix has a great... Um, a great marketing team, and they do know how to reach their demographic, and I have to give them props for that. They're pretty good. Uh, but just look them up. Go online. Check them out. University of Phoenix commercials. And see what comes up. See what kind of um, emotion is stirred. All right. So what's the difference between a narrative and a message? Hmm. Well... 
the strategy is what lays out the easiest, easiest path to achieving a goal, right? So the narrative delivers the strategy. It's persuasive. Talks about values. The messages are the words that deliver the narrative. So you have to adapt the messages to the audience and the context. So messaging is basically what gives life to the narrative. Okay. Things you need to know in all of this, since you're going to be persuading people, are the three modes of persuasion. Now, Aristotle, 2,000 plus years ago, wrote The Art of, of Rhetoric. Of the modes of persuasion furnished by the spoken word, there are three kinds. The first kind depends on the personal character of the speaker. The second, on putting the audience into a certain frame of mind. And the third, on the proof or apparent proof provided by the words of the speech itself. Again, I, you can go back to that Latuta commercial and think about poor Lauren. We know what this person's character is. We've seen it. Right? We know she wants to be a vital part of the community. What are her values? Family, peace of mind, creativity. Um, we want to make sure the audience is in a certain frame of mind. How does how is this pressure affecting Lauren? Can you feel that emotion coming through in in Lauren in the portrayal of Lauren? What are her challenges? What are her goals? How is she going to get from point A to point B? How are we going to take her there? What's the proof of that? How do you see that at the end of the commercial when they're showing Lauren improved, able to be a part, <laughs> uh, um, able to be a part of community again, able to be a part of her family again, do the things that she loves again. This medication helped her do that. So there's your proof. So in the art of rhetoric, Aristotle says character, emotion, and logic or reason should be at the heart of any pitch. I mean, obviously, Aristotle's not talking in terms of advertising, but you get where I'm going with that. Character, emotion, logic, or reason. How is something going to speak to your character? What emotion is going to drive your feelings around this? Feelings, emotions. What's the logic behind the decision? I was going to use a very personal example, but I think I'm going to move on since we are quickly run out of time. So... Creating your key messages. You understand what the frame is, you get what the story or the narrative is, and you know what you have to appeal to. Those are 
three things that your key messages need to contain. You have to be able to adapt, obviously. If circumstances change around the market climate, um, around a demographic, you need to be able to adapt. So you'll need different messages. And you'll need to, you know, like I said, when things change, you need to update your messaging. Um, when you write in in threes, you know how they always say, um, if somebody important passes away, it always comes in groups of threes. threes. Three is a very powerful number for many different reasons, and you see people use it often. So keep that in the back of your mind that you want to think in rules of three. And another critical part of this is to test your messages. If you don't test, then you don't know what is working for your audience and what is not. Right? I mean, it's another another thing that we see in email marketing. You've heard me talk about it before. The A-B test. You can change your message slightly. Same campaign, two different emails, but you can change your, your messaging slightly in one or the other. Send them out to half, each one goes to half of the mailing list, see which one gets the most response. And so you know next time what might appeal to the broader audience. Right? Now, obviously, if you're using a solid email marketing CRM, you have your potential customers' leads segmented by what they like. Now, how you've got them segmented is up to you and how you segment them is up to you. But you certainly wouldn't send someone who signed up for your newsletter to learn more about wrenches and how to use them. You wouldn't send them information about toilets. They didn't ask for that. So have that in the back of your mind. But going back to it, test your messages. Practicing your messages is important, too. Um, and this is one of those things I go back to my days at writers' conferences. <laughs> Practicing your elevator pitch before you go up in front of an agent or a publisher. You have to have that message down. You have to be able to recite it in your sleep. And if you're working with an outside firm to create your advertising, you have to be able to look at what they have created for you and say, no, that is not my message. Or yes, absolutely, that's my message. Or wait, why did you position it that way? Give an explanation of what you're trying to do. So practice your message delivery. Know it inside and out. Uh, it's critical. It's critical. This is that legwork that I keep talking about and I keep sharing with you. This is the stuff that has to be done in advance. And I'm trying to give you everything that I would think through um, to make it relevant for you and 
allow you to ask the right questions. Ask these questions. Why are you doing it this way? Wait. This is my message. This is my this is what I wanted to say. This is how it's supposed to be said. Look, here's my brand book. <laughs> Do that. Have that brand book. All right. We're going to take one last break. You're listening to Lindy Chafin Start on Unstoppable, and we'll be back in just a moment. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. And welcome back. You're listening to Unstoppable and Inspired Choices Network. Feel free to call in to our numbers in the U.S. and Canada or log into our chat room. Let's have a conversation. We have a few minutes left. Um, we're going to dive into formats of these messages, like just different ways that you can approach them in just a minute. I wanted to kind of go back to as we get into doing this, the things you need to speak to. And that all goes back to... <laughs> That's mortal Bella Aristotle. Character, emotion, and logic. Who are you? Think about this in, in when you're looking at your potential client. Who is this person? Who are they? What emotion am I trying to touch? What is the logic behind that? Who is this person? What is that emotion? And what is the logic behind my trying to reach them? How can I help? Okay. So, um, okay. I'm going to lead with this one because it's super helpful. Uh, it's something that you, it, that you, really should keep in mind, um, especially with digital marketing, uh, but it's typically used in crisis communications, okay? It's the principle of 29, 27, 9, and 3, 27, 9, 3, okay? 27 words delivered in 9 seconds with no more than 3 key points, 27, 9, 3. There you go. Can you remember that? <laughs> 27 words. Nine seconds, three key points. Um, I really am glad these are noise-canceling headphones. 
<laughs> I'm also glad you can't hear what's going through my mind. 2793. All right. There is the ill blame cure consequence format. This is something that we, it's something that you'll see more frequently. Okay. The problem, who is responsible for the problem, or what is responsible for the problem, how can the problem be solved, and the consequence. Okay, so we've got ill, blame, cure, consequence. Ill is the problem. Blame shows who or what is responsible. Cure is how the problem can be solved. Consequence describes the positive result or side effects of implementing the cure. And we'll go back to Sweet Lauren. What do we see in this commercial? <laughs> the ill. She has this bipolar depression. She cannot participate fully in her life. There's your ill. Who is responsible? Well, we're talking through what's responsible, but it's the bipolar depression. Lack of medications currently. What's the cure? Let's sit down and have a conversation with our doctor. Find out what medications are available. How can this bipolar depression be treated? What's the consequence? She gets to immerse herself fully in her life. She gets to spend time with her family, love her daughter, love her husband. Okay? So that's one that you can, that's one that most businesses, not all, but most businesses, most key messages for most businesses can be developed through. Because what else would you be trying to illustrate other than I have a product that you're going to love because you've got that problem. This is why you have that problem. Here's how we can fix that problem. And here's how you're going to benefit in the end. So most businesses, from empanadas to coffee to leather purses, can apply that. Okay? All right. Then there's the claim fact example, which I shared with you. It's more of a grid. Um but it kind of helps associate messages to outcomes. And the prior example format did too, um, that the claim would be like a core organizational value or a problem that needs to be solved. Um, the fact is a very short point that is framed just right and speaks to solving the problem that was created by the claim. And then the example is, say, a testimonial. In, in you know, any number of cases, it could be a testimonial. It's that simple. Claim fact example. It's a grid. Set it up like a table. So you have your claim, your fact, your example, and then you underneath you have a long, imagine a, um, a table in words. So you have your box, 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 and then underneath you have this merged three boxes where you can type your message. Okay. Work with a copywriter. You want it to be right. You want it to sound good. You don't want it to be willy-nilly. I know I do a lot of willy-nilliness on this show, but um, seriously, you don't want it to be a poorly written message. So work with a copywriter if you need to. 
if you're working around advocacy-based messages, something to keep in mind is point message support and action. There are four columns that touch here, the advocacy point, the actual sound bite, statistics, and then the call to action. Um, you'll see it used a lot in nonprofit type commercials. You know this. You know what advocacy is. I don't have to give you good examples. And then political messaging is just a totally different monster. <laughs> but it's, it kind of plays on the same thing, point message support action. Um, now, when we get into taking all of this information with our profiles, our customer profiles, so we have our, our picture, we have our product, we've gone through our four P's, seven P's, and three C's. Um, we have all of this information. It's like a big soup, and we're stirring it up. What comes out of that is messages. It's exciting. This is your business, your product. Uh, and I hope this information is helpful as you go forth and conquer. Go rule the world with what you've got to share. Everybody needs what you have. Go out there. Show them where they can find it. Give them the opportunity. Give them the ask. Let them know it's available. And until next week, you be sure to stay unstoppable. Have a great week. Thank you for being Inspired Choices Network's most valuable asset and for tuning in to Unstoppable. Host Lindy Chafin-Start will return next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time with more valuable tips to support you and your small business. Until then, be unstoppable.